Hello folks and welcome back to another episode of Covered It. Um, this week we have rolled our plugged in podcast and our covered it podcast all together because we finally got rid of shani out of the booth he's off in germany i think he's gone off to see some golf coach scott you maybe confirm what he's doing over there any idea he doesn't have a real, he doesn't have a real job so it has to be that he's going over to see a golf coach because <laughs> he says that it's a convention for his work um in the world of automation engineering but balls there's no way it is no he doesn't have a job but between all the all the golf he plays and all the podcasts he's on. As well as Scott, I'm also joined in the booth by the one and only Mark Fox from The Plugged Lie, not The Plugged In. How are you, Mark? Lads, promotion of the year. I can't believe it's 2024 and I've achieved my yearly goals already getting into the Covered It podcast. But yeah, boys, absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Um, always a pleasure to join you too, boys. I don't know if I should be, I don't know if I should be flattered that that statement or worried about your goals for 2024 that this was one of them <laughs> to get on our podcast but uh, it's always a pleasure always good to have someone who's actually watched the week's golf to discuss oh, yeah. things because of, we always get led astray so we're going to be getting into all sorts of juicy topics including mexico open the kenya open um live jedda ak is back what's coming up this week our picks as well as all other bits um so as but as we usually do i just want to start off with a couple of shout outs any any from the shout mark come on you must have a shout out this is your this is your chance uh probably just a shout out to vedanta valanta for being in horrible golf course the week after riviera uh like just the whole thing how can jake Knapp hit two fairies on sunday and still win this golf tournament there was no penal uh penalization for any missed fairways being hit. The golf course was just too bland. There was no bogeys being made coming down the stretch. Also, massive shout out Taylor Gooch coming out, speaking his mind. One of the smartest guys in the game of golf. Just incredibly well-spoken. Putting an asterisk beside Rory's major if he wins the Masters this year. God, there's just so much to unpack this week. So, like, yeah, good. I think we should just start with the Taylor Gooch comments. Let's just get out ahead of it. And can you can you read out what he said? And give us a bit of a breakdown. I can read out what he said. I think it was this conversation with a, I can't remember what it was called, I guess some other, but basically Taylor Gooch came in and say, if Rory goes and completes the career grand, grand slam without some of the best players in the world at Augusta National Golf Club, that's just going to be an asterisk beside his win. Like <laughs> basically just saying because him and Bernd Wiesberger aren't in the field at Augusta National Golf Club because Fred Ridley didn't invite them that apparently we have to put an asterisk beside Rory. Like, just come. I don't know how Taylor Gooch comes out with some of these statements, but it's unbelievable. Like, he must have had a few beers in him or something at this stage. Who who won't be at the Masters out of the live? Like, the good like say Louis Oosthuizen won't be there, and like Bezaidenhaus might not be there, but everyone else still has either entry from winning majors or like any of the good players are going to be there. Isn't that right? Yeah. Matthew Wolf, maybe he might be not there. Like, like he, he, he hasn't been, he wasn't good before he went to live. Yeah. It, it's, it's just unreal. Like, cause these players, I understand they're not getting world golf ranking points, but they're not getting world golf ranking points for a reason. Like Bryson came on to that podcast last week and he was saying, oh, we've done everything that we've could. And we know that they're not going to give us, we knew that coming in, this is going to be a grind against the PGA tour. Like, you just haven't done anything. It's still not 72 holes. It's still not a minimum of a 75-person field. It's still players playing on a contract that they've been given before. Like, just unreal how deluded some of these players are. Yeah. Sorry, rant over, boys. <laughs> Don't I was just about to say, yeah, that was, that was a solid rant. I was like, it was funny when, when I think of the Taylor Gooch comment in the asterisk, I just kept thinking, I feel the exact same way about when Liverpool won the league during COVID and like there was no fans. So I think there's an asterisk beside that as well. So, I mean, I actually almost agree with Taylor Gooch, um, but that's more just because I don't want Liverpool to take that title. Like, I, I just think, I just think it's, it's funny as well coming the week after Brooks Kepka says, if he, if he had to play one, sorry, if he had to play beside one player for the rest of his life, it'd be Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy being one of the most generational talents that we've ever seen in the PGA Tour. And Taylor Gooch comes out and says there's going to be an asterisk beside you because him and Wiesberger, I don't even know if Wiesberger's there, but a few other lads, just because they're not there, it's like, lads, you just took the money, just leave us alone. 
I did see yeah. that Bern Bern Wiesberger was down playing in Seminole with uh, Victor Hovland on Monday. He's not even playing in Lib anymore. So yeah, he's over DP. Sorry, boys. Just let let me just quickly. I know I've been chatting here, but the funniest part about all of this is this is coming off um, the back of Taylor Gooch winning some Live Series team event about a year ago, and he came out and said coming down the stretch it was a similar atmosphere to winning to what a Ryder Cup must be like considering that chap hasn't even played in a Ryder Cup ever like oh. that's that's the best thing about the whole comment so that it's not Cam Smith or Brooks or like even even like Bryson like John Ram it's Taylor Gooch Do you know yeah. like have a wash man will he just he's just looking for clout he's just looking to get back into the spotlight again um ah, he's nothing I, I hope I can I can understand their aggrievement about not getting OW, OWGR. Like at this stage, they do have a very high, uh, they've quite a few players, like 12 or 15 guys who are actually the, within the best top 50 in the world. But the fact that they're claiming to get, they want to get OWGR points and then they're inviting Anthony Kim, who hasn't played in 13 years to come back into an event, like that kind of says everything that it needs to say about their, like the, the legitimacy of their application for points and that sort of stuff. So I think that kind of you either you either start bringing in these cool guys like Anthony Kim and you create a cool story and you create lots of social media content, or you become a proper tour like Mark said, and, and you have seventy five players and you have a cut and you have a clear pathway into the tour. So and yeah, it's, it's really difficult. It's really difficult doing a podcast like this or talking about the world of golf and picking one of those sides because I heavily agree with you like you know if you want to be a, probably accredited as a tour with like world ranking points and, and as you mentioned there's that side of it but then straight out I'm all like AK get him back in the saddle good yeah. to see Anthony Kim back in like what a goat I mean like I remember just playing Tiger Woods with Anthony Kim I mean I'm excited to see him back but I still won't really watch Live Golf so I'm kind of stuck in the middle here yeah um, yeah I said as I was saying to Mark beforehand I have no problem with there being another golf league or golf tour. Like we had the PGA tour, we have the European tour, we have the corn Ferry. Like live is fine, but stop trying to force this, like force this reasoning that it's as good a tour as the PGA. It's as competitive. Like, you know, find where your lane is and like build from there. And if you keep attracting players and he keeps getting bigger, then eventually you'll be there. But oh, when people like Taylor Gooch come out and start swinging their seven aren't around like that it's painful ben, ben you're talking there about lads finding their lane like kind of, to be honest though i kind of encouraging this like i hope taylor gooch finds his lane he comes out and just makes more erratic statements coming down line like if if dustin johnson wins three times and live this year say he's as good as tiger woods was back in his heyday he should be the number one player of all time that's the only way i can get behind taylor gooch right now but for the moment it's a no but it it's also coming from Taylor Gooch who refused to go to US Open regional qualifying to try and get into the US Open last year. So like either you want to play in the majors and you'll do anything to do it. You'll do what Yaki Neiman is. You'll go play the European tour. You'll go win events and you'll get an invite or you, you're Taylor Gooch and you just to throw your toys out of the pram. Like pick, pick which side you want to be on. Let's chat a little bit about actual golf that went on last week. Uh, the Mexican Open, which was won by Jake Knapp. Um, did either of you watch any of this? I watched a small bit of it, and then I actually saw um, them coming down 18, but I didn't watch. I was actually big on the Valamaki train. Um, it looked like, picture behind it, he's just a cool, like, he's just a cool guy. And, like, being in Helsinki there last year, I was kind of, I don't know, I have this, like, secret love for, like, just Finnish people yeah. and just anything Finnish. So I was just big I, on him to try and win it. Did you know that he is uh, the cousin of... The I'm... Arizona Coyotes defenseman Yuso Valamaki. You well, you've ruined one of my segments that I was going to bring in because I had three <laughs> interesting facts about Sammy Valamaki that I was going to bring to this podcast. Um, that was one of them. I'll give you the other two. Um, he was born in Nokia, Finland, like Nokia, like the like phone. the phone. Is that where yeah. they were made? Yeah. So well, I don't know about that. Oh. Now, but same spelling. Um, and then also his best finish at a major is tied 68th at the Open Championship in 2023. He has played in the PGA Championship and the US Open, but he missed the cut in both of them. So, is that your fact? Yeah, that his best major finish was 68th. And then my third one was going to be, and really cool, was the NHL fact that his cousin... Um, <laughs> he does He does look like he should be a defenseman. Like oh, he, he's a big dude. He's a bruiser. Yeah. I thought it was interesting 
I watched uh, probably the last like four holes. Um, Jake Knapp had like a two or three shot lead going down the last and Valamaki put it nearly out of bounds up against the fence and took a drop. But he was talking to the talking to the referee and said like, oh, can you just confirm that these are the scores and I've got three shots. To, like, can you confirm that Knapp is on this, I'm on this and I've got three shots to go below me because he was just trying to tie up that second place. He was like willing to take a drop, willing to make a par and just get out of there as long as he guaranteed himself a second place and like valuable points having played his way onto the PGA Tour from the DP World Tour last year. Oh, and yeah. it's huge for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is massive. And uh, to be honest, like, uh, as much as I give it a bit of a dance of like it, it was quite compelling viewing to watch Jake Knapp and Sammy Valamaki coming down the stretch to try and get this first PGA Tour victory under the belt because this is the Mexico Open. It's always been a bit of a snooze fest, but to watch two players kind of grinding... Jake Knapp definitely not with his best stuff and holding a four or five shot lead going into Sunday, getting it back to a level match with Sammy Valmaki and it could not hit the driver straight. Like like I mentioned, two fairways all day. I know we were texting on Sunday, Ben, but like God, it was it it was it was good viewing, but just a really like Yeah. And I it know was like that... you kind of view it through through your fingers as you're watching it. I just I can't remember the last time I watched a final round of golf in the PGA Tour where nobody wanted to win it well like obviously jake knapp ended up winning it but the, there was no good golf played which is quite rare you normally you'll get someone who charges through the pack and puts around yeah it. yeah like an early starter on the day who's just posted a score or something it was really yeah i was thinking that too there was just nothing no you were just it's kind of so, hoping so rare do you get that yeah yeah but good good same win he seems like a bit of character there was lots of everyone has seen the fact that he was a bouncer only 12 months ago or something like that because he didn't have enough money. So good character. And I think he should bring a bit to the game now that he'll be in all the elevated events and all the majors. Yeah. I was enjoying seeing the leaderboard as well. There was just a lot of names that you wouldn't see normally on a Sunday up the top, like especially the two boys at the top. So I enjoyed that. So you kind of shoot out. It was cool. Bob Mack had a decent finish as well. Yeah, he oh, did 70, 70 to one, five billies each way for Bobby McIntyre. Did you back t- Yeah, <laughs> this is. I've been. I was following shot by shot from Thursday morning all the way through to Sunday night. Um, listen, he he was coming off the back of I think three missed cuts, and then he I think he made one finish top forty. And I remember saying him last week, Ben, and you looked at me through the camera saying, Mark, I'm not sure if this is a good no. pick. And I wasn't sure it was a good pick. I was I, I was hesitant, but he got it done for me. Like above Maverick McNeely, above Davis Thompson, above whatever whatever other donkeys back last week, he got it done. And uh, yeah, 70 to 1, five billies each way. Bobby Mack, ho- like, I love Bobby Mack, lads. I hope that he makes a run in the PGA Tour this year because he's coming off the back of that Ryder Cup. He's after finishing tied for six now. And hopefully over the next few weeks, we get to see him. I don't, is he in the Masters next year? Or this uh, April? I wouldn't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, let me try to find that out while we're talking. But yeah, delighted you. for Bobby Mack in the meantime. Like, just all around great guy. And uh, there's, so, ben... there's so Sorry, go on. No, no, I'm, I'm just going to move on to a separate one. No, I was just going to say there's so many random golfers that make up these, these like, these uh, non designated events. Like, you get such, uh, like, you get old veterans playing, new guys on the PGA Tour, guys who come from the DP world, like Corn Ferry guys. It's, it's become it seems like it's really uncompetitive and also why is the mexican open so like badly supported i I feel like mexico would have been a country that would have kind of got behind that it's be i i've done all but i presume it's the fact that the week before they're all playing in riviera and then they don't want to have to trek down to mexico to have to come back up for this week at um (laughs) the cognizant classic down in florida pga national yeah, 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 just w- wouldn't fit in with our schedule, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's not that well supported. But Scott, to your point, like I completely agree. Like I love seeing some of these players at the top of the leaderboard and competing for their potentially first ever PGA Tour win. It matters so much more to them than just the money. It's Malamaki, it's Justin Lower, Stephen Yeager, CT Pan, Patrick Rogers, Andrew Novak. Like these ads, Carson Young, that are just. You wouldn't see them that much at the top of the leaderboard. You wouldn't know much about them. And all of a sudden, they finished T10 last week, which 
makes a huge difference to how they plan out the rest yeah. of the season. So, yeah, really good. Moving on to uh, European golf. Any uh, Scott, were you up early watching the Kenya Open? Uh, no, I was. Um, I had something else going on. I had a meeting um, with the landlord about something. Scott, I am your landlord. The pair, yeah. No, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't up to watch uh, the European golf. No. Mark, um, did you catch any of it? No, not a bit. Um, no, I watched. I watched every shot of it on Sunday morning. Hook it wow. to my veins. Dion was in contention, so I was watching him. I saw him on TV about twice, and once was tap was putting in an eagle on the 18th. But he did. He kind of backdoored his way into a top ten. Um, he eagled the last. Never really got going. Shot two under for the day, I think. But uh, Darius Van Driel, the man that no one knows anything about from Holland, the famous Dutch golfer, yeah, wins in yeah. Kenya. Um. Really enjoyed the content around Ronald Rogano. Oh, that that is unbelievable. Yeah, I will say. Yeah. Um, first, well, the first man from Uganda to ever make a cut on a European event. Um, some great scenes from his home club, and I even saw some more today when he came back in the airport. There was, they gave him a guard of honor with uh, golf clubs over his head as he came through. No way, that's unreal. Yeah, that was really really good content. It's funny that because it's uh. A European tour event being played in Kenya, they obviously gave a lot of invites to African golfers. And there was one guy I saw miss a putt from, I'd say about six inches. But he, like, they obviously they're coming from less well off uh, backgrounds and they don't look like their swings are, their swings are swings you would see in a golf society. But yet then you watch them and they're, they manage to get around in like one or two over par. So it's pretty impressive. But I think it's good. The more, more light can be shed on African golf and hopefully that like your man Ronald was big for saying he was doing it for Uganda and doing it for the east of Africa so hopefully there's a bit more investment and we get to see a bit more like that I, I love that sort of content to, where lads are in the golf club and there's 50, 60, 100 lads cheering on like it was the same for Blocky last year in his country club and people the whole the whole golf club is there cheering them on same with Tom McKibben whenever he's in contention and they go up yeah. to Galgorm that sort of content is just the best, most organic content that you can find. So wholesome. And just to see what this meant to every single person in that golf club for Ronald Rugano in a world that is so occupied with millions and 500 million and $600 million checks that we get to see somebody like Ronald Rugano in a purse of 1.8 million make a cut and how much it means to him. That's the same with probably the next person I want to speak about as well. Did did you see uh, the interview about why he became a golfer? No, no. He uh, he was like, I used to be a footballer, and then my brother was a golfer, and my brother came home after winning a tournament and got a trophy and a nice television. So I decided I was going to give up <laughs> the football and become a golfer. <laughs> that is brilliant. A pro golfer on the Sunshine Tour, so. Yeah, some good content like that. You were about to say, Mark, about Joe Dean, were you? That's exactly who I'm going to. World number 671. Like, I just thought this was such a wholesome story as well. Like, he uh, made the a qualifying school or the number on the qualifying school back in November. He couldn't, he didn't have enough money to get into any of the DP World Tour events until Qatar. He missed cuts in Qatar, goes back to the UK, starts doing deliveries in Morrison's. He could have been delivering my fry up on a Sunday morning and going out last week, gets to the Kenya Open. And this is just a, such a great story. Apparently he's gone back to Morrison's to work this week. But lads, I was looking into some of his numbers. Like back in 2022 on the Epsom Tour, it's the Epsom Tour, he missed seven seven missed cuts in a row, and then went T forty seven missed cut T forty seven T six, and now he goes and finishes tied for second, takes home two hundred thousand euro. God, I I just love these stories, and nobody cares that the first was only one point eight million when your stories like these at the top of the leaderboard. The only it it was a great story and amazing that I saw an interview on the BBC where he said he was actually going to go pick up a few shifts this week because he's back in the UK. The only thing is, when a player gets their card from Q School, most people think like, "Oh, that's unreal! You're gonna have entry to every event, whatever." Like he, he was the second to last person to get his card in Q School. He he'll probably only get fifteen or sixteen events in the year, 
and they're generally the lesser supported events. So they're going to be in Kenya. They're going to be Qatar, probably the more expensive events to get to. So like he has, okay, he's just won $200,000. It's going to cost him that to fly around the world for the rest of the year and try and play in the rest of these events. Like it's just because you get your Q school card doesn't mean that's your golden ticket into the tour. So hopefully he can get a few more events and get a few more starts because yeah, it's a tough gig. I think yeah, we should call him. We should call him Morrison to go and sponsor him for a few events. Yeah, imagine if we just had that, like, just be like a football sponsorship, just Morrison's across the front of the top. <laughs> Mar- Ma- Morrison's on his name on the back of his jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another interesting thing that I picked up from Kenya Open was there's the two Elvira brothers were competing. Um, Nacho and Manuel. Nacho and Manuel, Scott, you're exactly correct. And it got me thinking about the amount of siblings or twins that play in the world of golf. So I want to play a little game with you two. Oofed. I'm going to give you one sibling. Mm. You have to name the second sibling, and then you have to tell me which one is ranked higher in the world. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Wow. Wait, let me get a pen here. I'm going to keep score. Okay, Scott, I'm going to start with you. An easy one. Yeah. If one one sibling is Rasmus Hoygaard. I was just about to say you're going to start with the Hoygaards. And I knew you were going there. And in my head, I was like, Rasmus is ranked higher. Or is it Nikolai? Is it Nikolai? I'm going to go Nikolai is ranked higher than Rasmus. Correct. Nikolai is 33. Rasmus is uh, 68. Yeah. Uh, let me find an easy one. Okay. Um, one is called Matt Fitzpatrick. Mark, the other one. Alex Fitzpatrick. And I... Matt, <laughs> Matt yeah. Fitzpatrick should be higher. Can you take a guess at what they are? I'd say Matt Fitzpatrick's top 20. I'd say Alex Fitzpatrick like 110. Matt is number nine and Alex is 131. Okay, Scott, a little bit more difficult. Um, One is called Pearson Cootie. Oh, Pearson Cootie and... um. Oh, that's going to hold on. I should have given you the other twin and you would have got yeah Pearson. I probably I just can't think of it yeah I would have got Pearson because I remember the name but Pearson and oh, I literally know where they went to school as well they played golf in Texas I think um, Mark knows Mark is itching to give the answer oh do you have it no I can't think of it Mark, oh, no it? Parker Parker no nice yes change yeah. we just there on a, yeah. Who? which one's better oh Pearson's better Pearson's better, but only by 15 places in the OWGR. I just know the ranking so well, I said it with such confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, uh, so this is a little teaser for my betting card later for the plugged in episode. But did you know that their dad won the Masters back in 1970s? In the 1970s, he battled off like um, Jack Nicholas and there was somebody else who was near the top of that leaderboard back. I think it was in 1971. So that's a little bit of a nugget. That's, that's an excellent fact. God, Mark, I hope that's, that's exa- right. <laughs> that's, exa- that, that's exactly why we brought you in. Um, <laughs> Mark, one twin is called Yannick P- Paul. The other one. No, pass it on, boys. I'm not going to get that. Jeremy Paul, and they are identical. Wow. Is Jeremy yeah. Paul a pro golfer? Yeah, plays on the Corn Ferry Tour. Wow. Never heard that name. Who do you think's ranked higher? Yannick. Yannick. Yannick's 110, but Jeremy's only 287. Wow. Not fair. He actually won He won a Corn Ferry Tour event recently enough. Oh, okay. Um, okay, you're going to know the rest of these. Um, Scott, Francesco and Eduardo, which one's ranked higher? Oh, Francesco. Yeah, but only about, he's 236. Eduardo is 386. Um, Mark, Minji and Min, Lu, Min Wu. Minji is ranked higher. Definitely. Yeah, she's number five. Min Wu is 42. Um, Scott, George and Wesley Bryan. Oh, uh, does George play anywhere? Wes Bryan is higher. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wes is 741. George is 2468. Don't know if George plays anymore, to be honest. No, he actually, I think he Monday qualified into a... Oh, did he? Oh, sorry, okay. ...event recently. Um, Mark, Jessica and Nelly Corda. Nelly. Yeah, two and 193. 
It's got Nacho and Manuel Elvira. Uh, Nacho is higher ranked. 186 to 300. And Mark, you're the only man who might know this. I don't know who they are. Eria and Maria Jut Anagran. Oh, is it Maria's ranked higher? Or am I wrong? No, Aria's 47 and Maria's 133. I think one of them won a major. That's what I thought it was a uh, one night name, <laughs> one <of> major. <laughs> uh, but moving on swiftly, let's yeah, pull it uh, up. You mentioned there about uh, sorry, just when you, you sent in the notes for this segment before the it show, is. and I was like, oh, great, Ben's going to name off two or three brothers and sisters. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to match them, I'm going to do some deep diving here on the two most underrated uh, sibling pairs in the world. So I went and I did like Francesco and Eduardo, we mentioned them already, but like. Worth noting, Francesco has a Ryder Cup and a Claret Jug. Edward Anna could have had a Masters. Eduardo was 2010 Ryder Cup team, three-time winner in DP World Tour. But then you also mentioned Min Woo and Minji Lee, who a lot of people will forget that they're brothers and sisters and how good Minji Lee is. Well, here's my here's another fact that I came up with. <laughs> uh, sorry, Min Woo Lee. Won the 2016 U.S. Junior Amateur and Min Ji Lee won the 2012 U.S. Girls Junior Amateur. And they were the first brother and sister to ever win the U.S. Junior Amateur as brother and sister. Wow. That's all I have. There, I, there I, would throw, a... I would throw the other slight curveball in of like how underrated the quarters are at the fact that obviously both the girls are unbelievable, both played in Solheim Cup, major winner. Um, but also Sebastian Corda brother's a tennis player as well, pro tennis yeah. player. So I mean, like that's a family of goats right there. Yeah, it got me thinking that there's quite a few siblings I came across and twins, but like for every one of those, think of like I don't I, I don't know any golfer who has a brother or sister that hasn't turned pro, but there must be so many that are failed. Like okay, I know, um, uh, Brooks and like Chase is obviously a pro golfer played and lives made lots of money but like Chase is so much in Brooks' shadow like there must mm. be so many siblings out there where one guy or one girl has gone pro and the other person hasn't been able to get off like the mini tours that must just be so like so depressing I really thought you were going to go this segment of being like for all those siblings that have really made it think about your siblings at home that are just absolute crap and have never made it. It's going to be like, wow, it's really I know, but, after the masses there. But like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're in your zone of playing golf in the summer and you're getting your handicap down and you're like, you're improving, improving and like you're, you're leveling yourself off against your friends who you play with. Like imagine doing that with your sibling and you just can't, your sibling just better than you. That, oh God, I'd hate that. Thank God. Neither of my sisters play golf. Yeah. Um, Scott, you mentioned there about a family of goats being the quarters. I think we can call them a family of goats is called a herd. So if we see any more families like this over the next few months, we can call like a herd of quarters or you could be like a herd of Sullivan's or a herd of Scots or a herd of foxes. Any other goat families that we come across over the next few months, I am more than happy to send you a message and say, hey, guys, you need to have this family. If we come across families. All right, I'll go on the hunt for best sporting families and their achievements. Sweet. That'd be a good segment, I think. It's like the it's like the Jonas brothers. There's a fourth Jonas brother. Yeah. And he does nothing. <laughs> you know? Scott, I mean there is there is a a fourth uh Barish brother from New Zealand. There's Who's also there? a third there's also a third Kelsey brother from Travis and, and um Jason oh, no way. Yeah. Doesn't play sports. Yeah, I don't, well I, I oh, well he's not famous anyway, so but there you that, go. That's almost as fun because you get all the money and all the like, just none of the fame. Yeah, and then he doesn't have to date Taylor Swift as well. <laughs> Con- okay. Controversial. Controversial for the Swifties out there. It's only a joke. It's only a joke. It, 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 imagine him going out for dinner with the two of them and be like, "Oh lads, uh, yeah, we'll spit this bit." <laughs> yeah. Like, Stop that! Come on. How was your week? I- oh, played the Cowboys. We lost. Oh, how'd you do this? What about you? Oh, went down the pub uh, Tuesday. Dave. <laughs> Played a serious game of darts, almost took out one ten, but nothing major at the moment going on. You know, like I'd actually prefer that life. You know, <laughs> that was a great fun. Okay, um, before we get into what's going on this week, and we're going to talk a little bit about our plugged in picks, um, 
obviously a lot of the chat on social media is that Anthony Kim is a confirmed coming back to play Liv Jeddah. Any initial thoughts or even memories of Anthony Kim when you would have watched him previously? Big one for me is just the is on Tiger Woods. Jesse was one of the high rated players on Tiger Woods play with me, play with him in the video game. That for me is like a much bigger memory than anyone, any actual memory of watching him actually play golf. Yeah. Uh, but, and it was all that shroud thing for years of being like, what happened to Anthony Kim? Why do you, what's happened with the injury? And oh, is, is leg insured for $10 billion? <laughs> like, why would he quit? And all these like rumors going around. Um, it's, I was really torn as well. I re- either wanted to come back, rip it up and be like, yeah, bro, Anthony Kim. Or just come back and be absolutely terrible and just be like, um, yeah, not so, bro, Anthony Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, um, any, any memories of him? No, that's, I, I'm going to be honest. I only got into golf like five years ago, 2019, Tiger winning the Masters. So uh, I'm kind of out in the whole Anthony Kim stuff. Like, I think it'll drag eyeballs to live, not to get too serious here, but no, really, nobody really gives a shit about live. I think this will drag a few more eyeballs, though, just purely out of curiosity. One thing I did love, though, I don't know if you've seen this clip, but like like I mentioned, I had no interest in the Anthony Kim stuff, never looked up, but he played a Royal Cup match against Sergio. I think it was Sergio. And the video clip was released this week of him. He won on like the 14th or 15th hole and he was so locked in. The ball drops. He brings his putter off the green, tells his guy to go get the ball and he walks off to the next tee box and the crowd is like, hey, uh, Anthony, I think you just won the match there. And he's like, oh shit, no way. <laughs> so I love that clip so much. Kind of made me, might drag my eye positive for a little bit. I just think, so so much of it for me is around the fact that he dis- he's basically disappeared for 12 years and no one's really heard from him. Like I was doing research and I have a few points on people who ran into him and like different encounters throughout the years, but Really, there's nothing like he he stopped playing because of insurance payout. And for me, as soon as he plays five holes on live and he he go he plays five holes and three over par, and I'm a bit like, okay, well that's I'm no longer intrigued by him. I'm much more intrigued by hearing his backstory and why he's been away and and like listening to those interviews than I am actually watching him play golf. Does it like okay, maybe if he goes out and shoots sixty one, you're like, Okay, shit, Anthony Kim is actually still there, but for me, yeah, it's, it doesn't it's a really story do more much. Like, yeah, I like, I made a few notes. Like, he got the six in the world. He played one Ryder Cup, one Presidents Cup, and he won three times on the PGA Tour. Um, his last he last competed in May 2012 in the Wells Fargo Championship, where he shot a 74, walked straight to his car, and he left. He ruptured his Achilles tendon getting ready for the 2013 season, and then had a herniated disc. It goes on to say, in 2015, interview with the Associated Press, his most recent interview, he said his injuries included a rotator cuff, a labrum, a spinal fusion, and his hand, and that he had gone through at least six surgeries. Also said he was getting monthly payments from insurance policy that cost well into the mid-six figures when he took it out in the 2010 case of the injury, in case of the injury. So I just, I just wonder, what, either the insurance, he's no longer having to not play golf to claim the insurance or is the, like how much was he rumored to be getting from Liv? Is that enough money to cover the insurance payout? Yeah. Is it like, as soon as he hits a ball, it's like he has to pay back all the money and Liv are going to pay it or what? Or like, I mean, the golf is massively irrelevant actually how he does. It's just, we want to know the full story of all the details. I'm just looking forward to some, interviewers getting getting him sit, sat down and just being able to quiz him and grill him when he gets back to America and we get some proper golf in the USA. Um Oprah. Uh, I'd say put him in front of Oprah. <laughs> Forget about this Faraday crap. Put him in front of Oprah. She gets the truth out of everyone. That or Dr. Phil, no one else in between. So but I just like this is Liv's big play is the fact that I've got Anthony Kim back. And like I said, it's really interesting for the few days that it plays up until he tees off and he's actually not very good. Like as I was going through doing a bit of research, it says in April 2014, Golf Channel reported that Kim no longer plays golf, even on at a recreational level. In 2016, Kim played in a number of charity events, but said he was not ready to play professional again. He also cited ongoing physical ther- therapy and numerous surgeries as the reason for delaying his return. And then in April 2019, during an, an encounter with a fan in West Hollywood, California, Kim referred to his golf game as non-existent. 
So like, how is he going to go from non-existent golf to trying to compete against the so-called world's best Taylor Gooch would have you, have you think? I just think it's wild. Yeah, probably worth noting that his uh, three PGA Tour wins come with an asterisk because Taylor Gooch wasn't in the field. That's definitely worth noting. So we can't really say that they were eligible wins on the PGA Tour. Lads, my, my question here is, what drags more eyeballs to live? Sorry, I'm going a little bit off topic, but hypothetically, what drags more eyeballs to live? Would it be having Anthony Kim come back into the field or would it be having like Grant Horvath or Garrett Clark in the field and dragging more young eyeballs to golf? Do you get what I mean? Like, I've, Surely that would have been a better play for Liv. If if they want to capitalize on the YouTube market, then it's, yeah, get, get those guys in as special invites. <clears throat> I think the thing they've done this year where they bring in two floating players who don't have to be on teams is quite a good idea because it leaves it open to interesting golfers who like whoever. But yeah, get, get the YouTubers in. Like, I think they've proven that. I I I throw in like a a slight curveball of like I think who live should bring in I think they should bring in the senior Spanish senior men's champion Joe Lyons um from Lions Links um because I do also think that he's the best golfer in the world I'm just putting it out there um the man is a phenom of senior amateur <laughs> golf um just there has, to be, there has to be a podcast somewhere in Ireland where they shout out Joe Lyons because. He's unbelievably good at golf. And there's a quote that I have from the the Kingdom Cup last year down in Waterville. Um, if you haven't done it, you should definitely go. Um, where I was chatting to him in the clubhouse and he talked about we were playing some golf course. I can't remember it was. Or maybe it's the Heritage. And I was like, yeah, I played up there. Oh, I didn't play too bad now. Shot about seven, eight over. Some sort of score like that. And he was like, yeah, mad place. I got off a flight from America and had to play the Leinster Seniors there. And sure, didn't I show up and I had the wrong putter and something else or some story? And I was like, okay. And he goes... And I went out and shot eight under. It was a wild place, but Jesus, God, I hope you enjoyed today. Now that breakfast bat looks lovely. And he walked. <laughs> and I was like, "You are the Tiger Woods of my generation. You're incredible." Um, so I think Liv should bring him in. Just putting it out there to the golf world of Ireland. Did you see they wouldn't let him on the plane with this trophy? Really? Did you not see that? Oh. No, but like that's the kind of level of celebrity he is that he's getting stopped by like air hostesses and people being like, "Whoa, whoa, that trophy's too big, sir. You can't bring that back from Spain." Yeah, there there was news article, there was Joe.e articles and uh, Irish Sport Bible and stuff. Um, basically, he got to the, obviously won the Spanish, some senior event in Spain. Ben, um, he's the Spanish senior men's champion. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what have um, you done compared to that? That is outrageous. He won the event and three hours later got his flight and then obviously got the check-in and got to the desk and they said, sorry, you can't bring that on because he's obviously going to go break into the, the cockpit and bludgeoning the captain to death with the, with the trophy so they told him they were going to have to put in the bin and so then a massive uh, uproar across Twitter and social media and then I saw him tweet out saying that all's well that ends well uh, Ryanair we're going to courier the trophy to him it was on its way what a, what a bunch of saints Ryanair are that's an unbelievable just, sportsmanship just another win for the good guys and Imagine if he was playing on Live, he could buy his own jet and bring his trophy when he wins the Live events back to Ireland as well. Just saying, I'd watch Live if Joe Lyons was on him. I would too. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> Greg he'd get Norman all my billies. Then... He'd get all my billies every week. Greg Norman announces that <laughs> Anthony Kim and Joe Lyons are now joining the Live Live whatever it is Jeddah. Yeah, it's like the whole brother thing. You'd be absolutely livid if you were Anthony Kim. You'd be so overshadowed by Joe Lyons winning every event. <laughs> Speaking of Lions Links, who, of course, sponsored this podcast, um, they were saying uh, the closing date for entries to the Kingdom Cup is the 1st of March. I think there's a few spaces left. They've, I think they've already got 61 or 62 golfers, but they've space for a few more if there's anyone interested. As Shani would say, it is the best event of the year. Kicks off the golf season. We've got, there's 12 of us plus another four, including my parents. And then I think Shani's dad has come with a group of four. Half of the event is going to be quack related. So if you want a bit of golf, two rounds in Waterville, around in Dukes, get onto Lions Links because it is good fun. Also worth noting the crack in after the rounds in Waterville is unreal. Um, so Scott, didn't it happen to... Happened to find ourselves in, in an 18th birthday party last year. So who knows? The 19th could be happening this year. And you get to meet Joe Lyons. I mean, that's as good as playing at the event. Come on. 
just sign up. You won't regret it. Okay, moving on and speaking of billies, let's get into the plugged in section. Mark, why don't you take us away with what's going on this week? Oh, lads, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit lost here. Um, I got my head a little bit above my skis and started looking up research notes about Anthony Kim and the match and brothers and sisters and asterisks and what they mean. And I haven't had much time to prepare this week. So uh, bear with me, but I don't even know what events are on. Like, okay. have... So this week go... we have, yeah, let me, let me go through. I think Scott has his picks ready. So we've got the Cognizant Classic, which I think used to be called the Honda Classic. That is on um, on the European Tour. There is an event. In the SD, SDC Championship, I believe. The SDC Championship. And on the Asian Tour, we have the New Zealand Open. Okay. Which, which Scott, you, judging by yeah. your face, you haven't considered anyone playing in the New Zealand Open. I only get... bet on things I know about, Ben. And on you... Mark, I didn't have my skis above my head. They were firmly on the slopes <laughs> when I was going in to get my picks in. So one of us put some prep into this, Mark, and don't worry, it was me. Um, <laughs> So just for the listeners, just to confirm, just make sure I have it right, that I was allowed to have 100 billies to place in anywhere I wanted in the world of sport <laughs> correct oh. yeah correct. okay the laughing and the nodding means that i was right so my first one um i actually did the maths on them when they're each way as opposed to just giving the bet so um the the odds of these are taken from a well-known irish bookmaker we won't say which one until Other they sponsor the podcast. yeah yeah um so first one i have is big shane larry each way so i've gone 20 billies on that so 40 total um, and that works out with the each way at seven to one. Um, so confident there mm-hmm. on the classic. Yeah. The, do you remember he should have won it? Was it? Um, oh, who beat him there? Um, Austrian golfer. Yeah, Ryder Cup. Thank you. Seb Straka beat him and he only beat him because it started to absolutely piss rain on the 18th yeah. hole. If anyone remembers that and he couldn't get there in two. So I've gone Shane each way for 20 billies. Um, I've gone a little hint there in my background. For if you don't know who that is, Mark, that is none other than our, I was going to say friend of the podcast. It's not. We don't know him. I've never even met him. But Luke List. That's Luke List on a beach in Jupiter, Florida, would you believe? Um, on the front of Golf Digest. So I've actually gone who, Luke List each Who are the way. two women that are, are who aren't touching his shaft? Oh, good. Because I was about to say, are you worried about your eyesight? Because there's three women in that picture, Ben. <laughs> um, I'm not sure who they are. I believe they're paid models. Um, <laughs> but I can't confirm that. So... Um, Back to the business of Luke List each way, 10 billies, um, so 20 total at 9 to 1. Nice. And then my, my last pick for the um, event this week is Ben Ann Twin. So 10 billies on it at 25 to 1. Followed. That's my three PGA Tour. Then I've gone two for... Wait, um... wait, wait. Oh, sorry. How, how many billies do you have there? Uh, that was for a total of 50, 60 billies. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Oh, wait, sorry. No, no, 70 billies. Sorry. Okay. Okay. No, go ahead. So 70 billies were on the PGA Tour. Then I've gone yeah. um, Jordan Smith at to win um, in the SDC at 10 billies at 25 to 1. And what's, then, what's, what's Jordan Smith like in the wind? Because I've heard it's going to be hella windy down in St. Francis Bay. Yeah, so I got a bit of late info on this <laughs> that supposedly the St. Francis Bay is going to blow a storm in the afternoon on Thursday, supposedly, or it gets real windy so I, in the afternoon. So I told Scott to pick someone who goes off in the morning. And naturally, I've picked two golfers who are going off in the <laughs> afternoon. Um, but if they win this, it'll be the shot of all time. So Jordan Smith to win 10 billies on that at 25 to 1. And then I've gone with, as you can imagine, there's a lot of Spanish golfers playing really good golf in the European Tour at the minute. Um, and I've gone for the one who hasn't played good golf since this event last year. So he's not playing great golf, but last year I believe he came second in this. So Adri Arnaus, um, I've gone Ooh. five billies each way um, at 20 to one. So he's actually 100 to one for the event in general. Um, okay. But the man loves the wind in St. Francis Bay. Um, read that in a tweet somewhere or else. Great wine down there. Yeah. So that's my, that's up to 90 billies. And my last one <laughs> is Thursday night, night five of the PDC darts. <laughs> I put 10 billies to win 
Luke Littler at three to one. I think he's just going to come back on MVG. He's going to get the revenge. He's going to change that narrative. I'm going Luke Litter at a three to one for my final ten billies. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, I watched I watched Luke Littler against uh, MVG last week. He looked decent. Exactly. Like the young kid's going to write. You know, it's going to be one of those where I'm sure MVG is going to keep going. But some stage, I think this is a night where. I think it's in Exeter. I mean, what a dream story. What a place to do it. Start the comeback. <laughs> Exeter um, for night five of the PDC. Excellent. Fantastic bets, Scott. I can't remember any of them, but I'm looking forward to watching Luke Littler on Thursday night. Thank you. It's also nice It's nice to get an early winner early in the week. You don't have to worry about it then. Exactly. Like I've done the maths here and it doesn't cover my bet, <laughs> but it puts me in a good position going into the weekend. Oh. Uh... Mark, did you manage to do any research in that time? <laughs> I, I'd say, Mark, I'd say you just scrap yours and we just double down on mine. Yeah. I mean, like some of those are some absolute home run hits. I mean, if Abjar now doesn't come in each way, I'm just packing the whole thing in. You and I will. I, I will just say, you and Ferguson is going out early on uh, Thursday morning. Just Mark, if you he's the favorite. For... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can't go you can't go on a golf podcast and pick the favorite. Like that's, that's like me that's going awesome. to Cheltenham and going, Oh, who's gonna do well here? And then pick the Hill boy. Yeah. Well not after today. Mark, not no, after I today, heard the Constitution Hill's got a bit of a limp. Well, no, he's got mucus. So I think he's got some Mu- sort of thing. Mucus. Yeah, some sort of mucus. They did like a scope on him. Ben, if we're gonna yeah. go to Cheltenham <laughs> next or on Friday, Ben and I are also going to Cheltenham on Friday, at the Friday of Cheltenham, excuse me, Mark. So like Ben, if you're gonna go on Friday, you wanna be doing the research I'm doing. Um he had a he had a run out today and they had to do with yeah. and some mucus, so he wasn't looking good. Um, Mark, I will there say go. there's a there's a billy for you. Don't put any billies on Constitution <laughs> Hill at um at Cheltenham. But this this is really getting out of control. Mark, I will just say out with you and Ferguson is a certain Dion Germishais with a good top ten last week playing in the wind, just FYI. Beautiful. <laughs> 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 I ha- sorry, I have done some research, but I had to mute my microphone there because I was trying to count up how many billies I've spent on each bet. But I just had tears in my eyes and I was just seeing double vision <laughs> for the last 10 minutes. Scott, I was really hoping that you are going to say 10. You said the PDC there, so I was hoping you are going to say 10 billies on blah, 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 108 each way to win 100. And do your <laughs> well, I can do that for you to finish off the podcast if you like. Russ Bray. I'm trying to I'm trying to put together a bet that would give me that, but they give me odds of 180 to one, but I don't think I'm getting it. Um, I don't know this podcast going on 50 minutes. I'll, I'll try and wrap us up here. So yeah, we're going back to Cognizant Classic. This used to be known as a Honda Classic that people will remember it as. It's a par 71, 7,147 yards, and lads, we are back to Bermuda grass greens. This is the top five of the most difficult top stops on the PGA Tour. Water hazards on 15 holes. It's heavily bunkered. I have managed to do some research, but this is also home of the bear trap, which you'll know. So I'm picking bears to stand out this week. <laughs> Actually, down at the bottom, was definitely not bears. But anyways, um, okay, just I'm going to try and add these up in my head as I go. 10 I'd, billies each. I'd like, to, I'd like to point out that I also had an intro like that. I just chose for the sake of time not to do it and just went <laughs> straight to my bets. Just letting you both know. Let's go Let's go straight to bets, straight to odds. Yeah, just Mark. go straight to bets there, Mark. You're impressing no one here. Come on. <laughs> I would have loved the stats on Luke Littler <laughs> the last three months. But anyways, uh, no time. 33 to 1. Uh, Scott, I'm coming with you. Shane Larry, 10 billies each way. He's the best player at PGA National over the last five years with a runner-up and a fifth in the last two appearances. I have another, like, thousand words written by Shane Larry, but in the purpose of time, I'm not going to spend much time on that. <laughs> um, Ten billies each way, also on Adam Spence in that 33 to 1. <laughs> no notes written down here beside him. I just like him. Five billies each way on Matthew Pavon. Uh, three oh, top tens look, in his last... Look at that. Matthew Pavon. <laughs> Chalk it down. <laughs> three top tens in his last four starts gaining six strokes ball striking in three of those and also gained at least three strokes putting he's 25th in strokes gained off the tee this season and top 100 in all long iron buckets including second from 150 to 175 yards Matthew Pavon at 45 to 1 and then we're going for the big lads. So kind of the bears that I was speaking about. It's Robbie Shelton, 200 to 1, 5 billies each way. 
the ball strike striking hasn't been great over the last two starts. Um, but he's losing nine strokes between finishing T60 at Mexico and T60 at Phoenix. But he's had some good finishes at comparable courses. So that's why I'm going Robbie Shelton at 200 to one. And also at Golf Gambler on Twitter. Loves him. So <laughs> that could... is it any any relative to John Shelton? He's going to have a few runners next week in Cheltenham. I'll confirm that next trainer. week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll confirm that next week. But lads, if, if Robbie Shelton isn't going to win this week at 200 to 1, it might be 250 to 1. Parker Cootie, five billies each way. We mentioned already that his dad won the Masters back in 1970s. Like, strong correlation between your dad winning the Masters and your son <laughs> winning the Honda Classic. The ball strike has been pretty good recently with two top 25s in his last two starts and gaining 7.3 strokes ball striking at the Farmers. Um, I think I've spent 20, 40, 60, 80, 90. Shit, I'm going all up. Okay, this we'll is just play. Stick a few more on Shane Lowry, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and for all the listeners who out there who are <laughs> really trying to decide between David and Goliath and Goliath being like stats behind who you pick and like, you know, research into who you pick. Sure. You can go with marks, but like, if you're going for like the real underdogs picked purely off gut and the gut, I'm talking about Luke Littler's gut. Um, <laughs> you should back my picks for a win this week. Just letting you all know that if you want to make some cash, I'll be down the pub Sunday with all my winnings. Pick and decide what you want to do, but lads, I have 10 billies each way here. Um, or sorry, 10 billies left. Let me just quickly mention these. So, five billies on a 23 to one is for a Parker Cooley top 20 and a Robbie Shelton top 40. 23 to one for five billies. Ben, I have no idea why you're shaking your head there. Sorry, I just surely did you not say that you had gone over and now you're putting even more on? No, 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 sorry. My, my, I have two live bets as well, so I'm just omitting those. I'm omitting one of those. Oh, good, because sure. I was going to be like, I was going to be like, hold on here. I can put as much fictitious money as I want here and come on the next <laughs> one and be like, well, look at me. I picked a winner. Um, so it's like, you know, you got to stop was, at some stage, Mark. I was thinking, surely, Mark, you just pick, pick someone in the darts. <laughs> I don't know any darts players. So, um... Right, Peter, Wright to, all... Peter Wright to win, I'd say. No, no, he won't win. Are you all locked in, Mark? Uh, I'll just do one more. Oh, shit, do I want? Nah. Oh, let's do it. Um, like five billion. Mark, this is a serious podcast. Next time, if you do some research before, <laughs> research before doing your bets, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> five billies on Matthew Wolf to win Live Golf Jetta. 33 to 1. Three top tens in the last four starts. No longer on Brooks's team. Come on, Wolfie. Let's do it. I often like to set fire to fictitious money as well. So, I mean, I think that's a really good, really good bet. And you can quote me on that next uh, next week on the podcast. I hate that. Lovely stuff. We are locked in, plugged in. Um, I'm sure we've been going on for too long already. A few closing uh, random golf notes that I jotted down. Did anyone watch the John Ram interview? Yeah, I, I, I watched, well, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like a large portion of it. It actually, I'm not a big John Ram guy, but I did like the kind of honesty of it. And like the, yeah. you didn't come across as, I'm trying to change the face of the golf world. Like yeah. play less golf, make a lot of cash. Fair enough. When are we going to hear a Tyrrell Hatton interview? I feel like I haven't heard him speak about it. Yeah, he's the big one for me that lost. They I'm a big have Tyrrell him, guy. They still have him locked in a room trying to convince him to say some stupid shit that he doesn't want yeah. to say. It. yeah. <laughs> Um, rumors Angel Cabrera is in the field this week in the Corn Ferry Tour event after being released in prison. Oh, if I could have put Billy Billy's on him, if I knew that poor going on, I would have put a lump him on him. That guy's a hero. Are we going to see him at the Champions Dinner? Will he be allowed into America? Oh, yeah, surely not. No, surely Ag- not. Augusta said he'll be invited back. What a Wild. man. Beat your wife, evade tax, go play golf. Sorry, did Angel Cabrera get done for assault, beating his wife? I thought it was drugs related. I thought it was money laundering. I well, it was a bit of everything. Because drugs related and money laundering, I can kind of get behind beating his wife. No, no. Put him that, back in prison. I'm not rooting for him. But I, it, I thought it was drugs. I could, I could do the fact check. Yeah, maybe. Let's let's decide what he actually did or figure out what he did first before we root for him. Because if it's money laundering, I mean, I've watched Ozark, so like I could probably do it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm all for him coming back. Um, any thoughts? Go on, Mark. He's not what his nickname is. 
The snake. The bear. Close. The duck. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't up. know that. <laughs> he couldn't look. He couldn't look any less like a duck if he tried. That's hilarious. Wow. Sorry, ahead, Ben. Did you figure out why he went to jail there? Uh, no, I just got obsessed with his name of the duck. Okay. Keep checking. Um, Charlie Woods shot eighty something in a qualifier. Any thoughts on that? He had enough hope before he teed off. Like, in my opinion, a lot, a lot of hype. Like he was, it was just getting set up to fail. Really. Sorry, boys. This, this was uh, sorry. I'm gonna forget about Angle Cabrera because uh, this was absolutely hilarious. There was no ropes on the course, so they laid. Fans were able to get up and close. But a grandmother went and took her daughter out of school and brought her to the event in the hope of catching Charlie Woods' attention in a flirtatious way with her granddaughter. Like, unreal. Like, Entrepreneur, Entrepreneurs these days are just getting out of hand. <laughs> no wonder the S&P 500 is flying. Look at what America's able to do. <laughs> um, Sorry, just going back to Angel quickly. Um... He was imprisoned for two years for threats and harassment of Cecilia Torres Mana, his partner of two years. Her case was joined by that of another former partner, Melissa Escudero. So the duck. Uh, put him back in prison. Nah. The duck, the duck, not a nice guy. I don't like the duck. The duck is not anymore. a good dude. I thought it was just simply, simply, or simply something harmless like drugs or money laundering. <laughs> but nope. Put the duck back uh, in prison or just, just cook the duck. I do. <laughs> Out of a dog, man. <laughs> I do think uh, fair play to Charlie Woods for actually trying to play in a pre-qualifier like he'll eventually get an invite because he's Charlie Woods like they uh, some tournament would be stupid not to <clears throat> so at least he went and tried anyone can shoot 86 I think he had a 12 in one hole so look I don't think he's on on track to be the world's greatest golfer ever but who knows mm. um Mentioned earlier, Neiman, uh, Thorburn Ollison and Rio Husatane got master invites. Was it a bit random, Thorburn Ollison and Rio Husatane getting invites? I can see why Neiman did, but... What's what's Rio's second name again? Husatane. <laughs> yeah, it sounds better when you say it with an accent. Um, um, yeah, he, but he, he won recently, no? Like, he played some real good golf in the last kind of two years. Or, last, sorry, last, in the last 12 months, even. Yeah, I think he was the dp world rookie of the year last year he won the french yeah. open i think he won again recently fair enough but i just i don't know i don't i feel like in recent years i haven't seen that many kind of random invites like yeah i wonder it's to do with the I fact thought. that the amount of dp world golf they play and stuff and not just picking someone from the pga tour or, or so on um could be a part of it but i like i like both, both golfers thor bjorn yeah. again thor bjorn like the duck has a bit of a questionable che- past. Checkered past the thunder. Yeah, bear. checkered past. Keep that fell off a plane with the trophy anyway. Whatever about Joe Lyons, I'd keep uh, Allison off a plane with the trophy anyway. Him uh, and Neil Prendeville together. <laughs> Neil Prendeville. Wow. On that Scott, one, I'd say. That, that was a blast. And also, you know, the whole time I I kept hearing this stuff about Joe Dean winning down in or coming second in Kenya and changing and like winning. All that thinking, money. Are you? I thinking just kept thinking of the uh, Joe the song the Joe Dean hurler. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, is yeah. that not uh, anyone who's not from Cork won't have, know what the reference to Jodine is? But I do. Yeah, I actually I thought you were going to go because we went from a scandal. I thought you were going to go to another scandal. It was a DJ Kerry's sister who was never taking all that money off people. Um. So, but yeah, sorry, Joe, the Jodine <laughs> thing as well, of course. Yeah. Um. There's a throwback as well as Neil Prendeville getting caught on a plane too. There's, there's a couple of throwbacks for anyone who's listened this far into this outrageous <laughs> episode of um covered it mixed with the plug lie um don't google what he did on a plane mark any closing thoughts i had to mute myself there because i was just laughing um no that's it's not, i'm looking forward to watching the honda classic with an asterisk beside it i think it's just always interesting to see this and then watching the live golf jetta and um, i think we've only is it two weeks until the players uh it's coming quick the masters is only six weeks away yeah, I, I I think uh yeah, I don't know what I think. Just moving on. Yeah, um that's my closing thoughts. I'm just enjoyed this. Pleasure being here. Always fun. Uh looking forward to Luke Littler winning the PDC out where is it play, being played, Scott? 
Exeter. Mark, if you're not going to listen to my notes on this podcast, um, I feel like I'm just derailing this whole thing and you've just come really unprepared. So next time, please, could you come a bit more prepared? Um, it's Exeter, PDC, Night 5, Luke Littler, Tembillies, 3 to 1 on. Thank me later. Folks, enjoy the darts, enjoy your golf, enjoy anything that's going on this week. Lads, I'll chat to you soon. Ciao. Ciao.